Section 24 of An Essay Concerning Human Understanding, Book 2, by John Locke. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gary B. Clayton. Chapter 27 of Identity and Diversity, Part 2. 17. Self is that conscious thinking thing, whatever substance made up of, whether spiritual or material, simple or compounded, it matters not, which is sensible, or conscious of pleasure and pain, capable of happiness or misery, and so is concerned for itself as far as that consciousness extends. Thus everyone finds that whilst comprehended under that consciousness, the little finger is as much a part of himself as what is most so. Upon separation of this little finger, should this consciousness go along with the little finger and leave the rest of the body, it is evident the little finger would be the person, the same person, and self then would have nothing to do with the rest of the body. As in this case it is the consciousness that goes along with the substance, when one part is separate from another, which makes the same person, and constitutes this inseparable self, so it is in reference to substances remote in time that with which the consciousness of this present thinking thing can join itself makes the same person and is one self with it and with nothing else and so attributes to itself and owns all the actions of that thing as its own as far as that consciousness reaches and no further as every one who reflects will perceive eighteen in this personal identity is founded all the right and justice of reward and punishment happiness and misery being that for which every one is concerned for himself and not mattering what becomes of any substance not joined to or affected with that consciousness for as it is evident in the instance i gave but now if the consciousness went along with the little finger when it was cut off that would be the same self which was concerned for the whole body yesterday as making part of itself whose actions then it cannot but admit as its own now though if the same body should still live and immediately from the separation of the little finger have its own peculiar consciousness whereof the little finger knew nothing it would not at all be concerned for it as a part of itself or could own any of its actions or have any of them imputed to him nineteen this may show us wherein personal identity consists not in the identity of substance but as i have said in the identity of consciousness wherein if socrates and the present mayor of queenborough agree they are the same person if the same socrates waking and sleeping do not partake of the same consciousness socrates waking and sleeping is not the same person and to punish socrates waking for what sleeping socrates thought and waking socrates was never conscious of would be no more of right than to punish one twin for what his brother twin did whereof he knew nothing because their outsides were so like that they could not be distinguished for such twins have been seen twenty but yet possibly it will still be objected suppose i wholly used the memory of some parts of my life beyond a possibility of retrieving them so that perhaps i shall never be conscious of them again yet am i not the same person that did those actions had those thoughts that i once was conscious of though i have now forgot them to which i answer that we must here take notice what the word i is applied to which in this case is the man only and the same man being presumed to be the same person 
i is easily here supposed to stand also for the same person but if it be possible for the same man to have distinct incommunicable consciousness at different times it is past doubt the same man would at different times make different persons which we see is the sense of mankind in the solemnest declaration of their opinions human laws not punishing the madman for the sober man's actions nor the sober man for what the madman did thereby making them two persons which is somewhat explained by our way of speaking in english when we say such an one is not himself or is beside himself in which phrases it is insinuated as if those who now or at least first used them thought that self was changed the same self person was no longer in that man twenty one but yet it is hard to concede that socrates the same individual man should be two persons to help us a little in this we must consider what is meant by socrates or the same individual man first it must be either the same individual immaterial thinking substance in short the same numerical soul and nothing else secondly or the same animal without any regard to an immaterial soul thirdly or the same immaterial spirit united to the same animal now take which of these suppositions you please it is impossible to make personal identity to consist in anything but consciousness or reach any farther than that does for by the first of them it must be allowed possible that a man born of different women and in distant times may be the same man a way of speaking which whoever admits must allow it possible for the same man to be two distinct persons as any two that have lived in different ages without the knowledge of one another's thoughts by the second and third socrates in this life and after it cannot be the same man any way but by the same consciousness and so making human identity to consist in the same thing wherein we place personal identity there will be no difficulty to allow the same man to be the same person but then they who place human identity in consciousness only and not in something else must consider how they will make the infant socrates the same man with socrates after the resurrection but whatsoever to some men makes a man and consequently the same individual man wherein perhaps few are agreed personal identity can by us be placed in nothing but consciousness which is that alone which makes what we call self without involving us in great absurdities twenty two but is not a man drunk and sober the same person why else is he punished for the fact he commits when drunk though he be never afterwards conscious of it just as much the same person as a man that walks and does other things in his sleep is the same person and is answerable for any mischief he shall do in it human laws punish both with a justice suitable to their way of knowledge because in these cases they cannot distinguish certainly what is real what counterfeit and so the ignorance and drunkenness or sleep is not admitted as a plea for though punishment be annexed to personality and personality to consciousness and a drunkard perhaps be not conscious of what he did yet human judicatures justly punish him because the fact is proved against him but want of consciousness cannot be proved for him but in the great day wherein the secrets of all hearts shall be laid open it may be reasonable to think no one shall be made to answer for what he knows nothing of but shall receive his doom his conscience accusing or excusing him twenty three nothing but consciousness can unite remote existences into the same person the identity of substance will not do it 
for whatever substance there is however framed without consciousness there is no person and a carcass may be a person as well as any sort of substance be so without consciousness could we suppose two distinct incommunicable consciousnesses acting the same body the one constantly by day the other by night and on the other side the same consciousness acting by intervals two distinct bodies i ask in the first place whether the day and the night man would not be two as distinct persons as socrates and plato and whether in the second case there would not be one person in two distinct bodies as much as one man is the same in two distinct clothings nor is it at all material to say that this same and this distinct consciousness in the cases above mentioned is owing to the same and distinct immaterial substances bringing it with them to those bodies which whether true or no alters not the case since it is evident the personal identity would equally be determined by the consciousness whether that consciousness were annexed to some individual immaterial substance or no for granting that the thinking substance in man must be necessarily supposed immaterial it is evident that immaterial thinking thing may sometimes part with its past consciousness and be restored to it again as appears in the forgetfulness men often have of their past actions and the mind many times recovers the memory of a past consciousness which it had lost for twenty years together make these intervals of memory and forgetfulness to take their turns regularly by day and night and you have two persons with the same immaterial spirit as much as in the former instance two persons with the same body so that self is not determined by identity or diversity of substance which it cannot be sure of but only by identity of consciousness twenty four indeed it may conceive the substance whereof it is now made up to have existed formerly united in the same conscious being but consciousness removed that substance is no more itself or makes no more a part of it than any other substance as is evident in the instance we have already given of a limb cut off of whose heat or cold or other affections having no longer any consciousness it is no more of a man's self than any other matter of the universe in like manner it will be in reference to any immaterial substance which is void of that consciousness whereby i am myself to myself if there be any part of its existence which i cannot upon recollection join with that present consciousness whereby i am now myself it is in that part of its existence no more myself than any other immaterial being for whatsoever any substance has thought or done which i cannot recollect and by my consciousness make my own thought and action it will no more belong to me whether a part of me thought or did it than if it had been thought or done by any other immaterial being anywhere existing twenty five i agree the more probable opinion is that this consciousness is annexed to and the affection of one individual immaterial substance but let men according to their diverse hypotheses resolve of that as they please this every intelligent being sensible of happiness or misery must grant that there is something that is himself that he is concerned for and would have happy that this self has existed in a continued duration more than one instant and therefore it is possible may exist as it has done months and years to come without any certain bounds to be set to its duration and may be the same self by the same consciousness continued on for the future 
and thus by this consciousness he finds himself to be the same self which did such or such an action some years since by which he comes to be happy or miserable now in all which account of self the same numerical substance is not considered as making the same self but the same continued consciousness in which several substances may have been united and again separated from it which whilst they continued in a vital union with that wherein this consciousness then resided made a part of that same self thus any part of our bodies vitally united to that which is conscious in us makes a part of ourselves but upon separation from the vital union by which that consciousness is communicated that which a moment since was part of ourselves is now no more so than a part of another man's self is a part of me and it is not impossible but in a little time may become a real part of another person and so we have the same numerical substance become a part of two different persons and the same person preserved under the change of various substances could we suppose any spirit wholly stripped of all its memory or consciousness of past actions as we find our minds always are of a great part of ours and sometimes of them all the union or separation of such a spiritual substance would make no variation of personal identity any more than that of any particle of matter does any substance vitally united to the present thinking being is a part of that very same self which now is anything united to it by a consciousness of former actions makes also a part of the same self which is the same both then and now twenty six person as i take it is the name for this self wherever a man finds what he calls himself there i think another may say is the same person it is a forensic term appropriating actions and their merit and so belongs only to intelligent agents capable of a law and happiness and misery this personality extends itself beyond present existence to what is past only by consciousness whereby it becomes concerned and accountable owns and imputes to itself past actions just upon the same ground and for the same reason that it does the present all which is founded in a concern for happiness the unavoidable concomitant of consciousness that which is conscious of pleasure and pain desiring that that self that is conscious should be happy and therefore whatever past actions it cannot reconcile or appropriate to that present self by consciousness it can be no more concerned in than if they had never been done and to receive pleasure or pain i e reward or punishment on the account of any such action is all one as to be made happy or miserable in its first being without any demerit at all for supposing a man punished now for what he had done in another life whereof he could be made to have no consciousness at all what difference is there between that punishment and being created miserable and therefore conformable to this the apostle tells us that at the great day when every one shall quote, receive according to his doings the secrets of all hearts shall be laid open end quote, the sentence shall be justified by the consciousness all persons shall have that they themselves in what bodies soever they appear or what substances soever that consciousness adheres to are the same that committed those actions and deserve that punishment for them twenty seven i am apt enough to think i have in treating of this subject made some suppositions that will look strange to some readers and possibly they are so in themselves but yet i think they are such as are pardonable in this ignorance we are in of the nature of that thinking thing that is in us 
and which we look on as ourselves did we know what it was or how it was tied to a certain system of fleeting animal spirits or whether it could or could not perform its operations of thinking and memory out of a body organized as ours is and whether it has pleased god that no one such spirit shall ever be united to any one but such body upon the right constitution of whose organs its memory should depend we might see the absurdity of some of those suppositions i have made but taking as we ordinarily now do in the dark concerning these matters the soul of a man for an immaterial substance independent from matter and indifferent alike to it all there can from the nature of things be no absurdity at all to suppose that the same soul may at different times be united to different bodies and with them make up for that time one man as well as we suppose a part of a sheep's body yesterday should be a part of a man's body to-morrow and in that union make a vital part of malevolus himself as well as it did of his ram twenty eight to conclude whatever substance begins to exist it must during its existence necessarily be the same whatever compositions of substances begin to exist during the union of those substances the concrete must be the same whatsoever mode begins to exist during its existence it is the same and so if the composition be of distinct substances and different modes the same rule holds whereby it will appear that the difficulty or obscurity that has been about this matter rather rises from the names ill-used than from any obscurity in things themselves for whatever makes the specific idea to which the name is applied if that idea be steadily kept to the distinction of anything into the same and divers will easily be conceived and there can arise no doubt about it twenty nine for supposing a rational spirit be the idea of a man it is easy to know what is the same man viz the same spirit whether separate or in a body will be the same man supposing a rational spirit vitally united to a body of a certain conformation of parts to make a man whilst that rational spirit with that vital conformation of parts though continued in a fleeting successive body remains it will be the same but if to any one the idea of a man be but the vital union of parts in a certain shape as long as that vital union and shape remain in a concrete no otherwise the same but by a continued succession of fleeting particles it will be the same for whatever be the composition whereof the complex idea is made whenever existence makes it one particular thing under any denomination the same existence continued preserves it the same individual under the same denomination end of section twenty four recording by gary b clayton